let's turn to the book of Genesis. When you're ready, Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, the book of beginnings. <laughs> Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I want to preach a message about overcoming low self-esteem. A message I've called Man in the Mirror. Man in the Mirror. Overcoming low self-esteem. So Genesis chapter 1, I'm going to read verses 26 through to 27. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through to 27. If you're there, say amen. If you're there, if you're not there, say hold on. All right, I'm holding on. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26. Chapter 1, verses 26. And it says this, we're going to read down through to 27, and then 31 says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And verse 31 says, Then God saw everything that he and God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. So that in the evening and the morning were the sixth day. So God makes man and he's saying, You know what? This is very good. And I want to preach a message entitled Man in the Mirror. And talking about overcoming low self-esteem tonight. And how many know Michael Jackson? Who can remember Michael Jackson? Yep, he made the hit song, Man in the Mirror. Who can know the lyrics? Who knows the lyrics? I'm starting with the... I'm asking him to... No message could have been. If you want to make a change. What is it? If you want to make the world. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Take a look at yourself and make a change. Amen. I want to take a look at the man in the mirror tonight talk about overcoming low self-esteem how many of you heard people say oh i'm not important maybe you've said that today maybe you've said this ah man i'm just a born loser i'm just no good i'm no worth i'm no value uh, people man they don't get involved in ministry people don't get involved even finding work because they feel un unqualified can you say amen people don't feel good enough about themselves People try, they'll try their hardest to get involved in sports, but you know what? They feel like they're not good enough. They're not talented enough as the brother next to them. Low self-esteem. It's hard to imagine, but listen to this. 95% of all people in our society have a problem with low self-esteem, which is manifested in feelings of inferiority. Dr. Maxwell Maltz in his book, Psycho, Cybernetics, he wrote this, at least 95% of the people have their lives blighted by the feelings of inferiority to some extent. And to millions, this same feeling of inferiority is a serious handicap to success and happiness. And so you know what? Everyone has an opinion of themselves with the man in the mirror. You look in the mirror and you might see someone in there and say, oh, yep, maybe uh, I might need to change a few things. You know, you look in the mirror and say, man, I... I need to change my character. You look in the mirror and say, man, is there anything I need to change? And we look at ourselves. We either get mad at ourselves. We either look at ourselves and think, man, I'm so ugly. 
We look at ourselves and think, man, you know what, compared to so-and-so, I'm not as good. Anybody can do this better than I can, and everyone has an opinion about themselves. So let's clarify, what is self-esteem? What is it? Self-esteem relates to your self-identity. And I want you to understand there are two words that need to be clarified in order to get a clear picture of what self-esteem is. Number one, self-image, and number two, confidence. These are the two words that I want to clarify tonight. Self-image is a term that describes how you see yourself. It's the man in the mirror. And self-confidence refers to your belief or your ability. For example, if you challenge me to fly an airplane, you know, I've got no confidence at all to fly one, but if you give me some instruction on how to fly a plane, you know what, I'll try, but my point is this, I'm not confident to fly on my own. That doesn't mean I have a problem with low self-esteem. It only means I've got a problem with self-confidence. So you can see the picture right here. And so real self-esteem is the value you place upon yourself as a person. And this is why a person, listen very carefully, can have self-confidence and not have, have self-esteem at the same time. You know what, they have confidence in, in what they can do in their abilities, but their view or their outlook on themselves is warped. Low self-esteem. The way you look at yourself, the way you perceive the world, it's like, man, you know, I wish I could be like so-and-so. Man, I wish I could be like her. I wish I could do this. And really it comes down to your worth. Worth is another word that defines self-esteem. High self-esteem comes from feeling lovable and worthwhile. It involves from many positive life experiences. So stick with me because we're going to get to the Bible in just a minute, but I'm laying some groundwork here. But low self-esteem comes from negative things, negative uh, uh, things that's happened in our lives. And these things will uh, rob our self-esteem. Dr. David D. Burns, listen to this in his book, Feeling Good, says, self-esteem is the capacity to experience maximal self-love and joy, whether or not you are successful at any point in your life. You know, people value themselves to the degree that they have been valued. But this is the picture right here. The world that we live in, we let other people provide the mirrors that determine our self-image and our value. This is why social media has dictated lives of many young men and young women. That you know what, we are now determined by how many likes on Instagram. We find value in that. We, we find value in how many friends we have on Facebook now. This is where people get their worth. This is what people live for. They're comparing themselves with others. And it's no wonder why the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. For we don't dare classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. But in measuring themselves by themselves, comparing themselves to themselves, they lack understanding. And so here it is to raise your self-esteem. Listen very carefully. You must not let others determine your worth. Don't let others determine your worth. That is the job for Jesus Christ. That's reserved by God. Jesus God is saying, you know what, you are fearfully, wonderfully made. There is no one like you. No one that has your weird laugh. <laughs> no one has your weird personality. No one, you know, has your smile, your odd sense of humor. You are who you are because Christ made you unique. 
And you don't have to compare yourself with someone else. You don't have to live uh, for the opinions of many. You can have the, you know what, live with the understanding that God loves you. But what is self-esteem? Self-esteem is the value you place on yourself as a person. When you have low self-esteem, listen to this, you set yourself up to become a victim, man. Low self-esteem is dangerous. Listen to these consequences. You know what? It affects how you speak. You say things, I can't do anything right, man. I'm just a dummy. Can I remind you? Proverbs chapter 18 verse 1 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Listen, the, the words you're speaking over yourself have the power that affects your soul. And this kind of self-talk will never raise your self-esteem. That will bring a lack of inner peace. It will bring this discomfort in your life. Other consequences of low self-esteem is this failure to be involved with others. You're always just being alone by yourself. There's this constant self-criticism about yourself. There's this rejection of self. Constantly you're trying to please everyone else. Low self-esteem, you know what, you'll begin to have this self-indulgence, overeating, too much emphasis, listen to this, on being confident, someone with a rough handshake, a loud laugh, trying to overcompensate, low self-esteem, and the list is endless. What causes low self-esteem? Because low self-esteem robs a person of his worth, and this is what kills a generation, this is why people commit suicide. Because people have lost dignity. People have lost worth in themselves. Like all other emotions, self-esteem occurs within the mind. Self-esteem is the result of many experiences in life, especially in childhood. Doctors have found in their research, get this right, it is not the occasional rebuke or the criticism that damages the child's self-esteem. It is the constant criticism, rejection, scolding, shaming, and insulting by parents that produce feelings of low self-esteem. I don't know about you, but have you ever had somebody speak over your life? Maybe it's been in school. Man, you'll never man up to anything. I remember uh, being involved in school athletics and, you know, being one of the, uh, one of the top achievers in, in athletics. And my coach at the time goes, you know what, you, you won't make it. It's like, hey, excuse me, are you the one running or what? It's like, you know what, and those words affected me, you know, and I, I, it just drawn me to even try and prove him, you know, try and uh, cause him wrong. Low self-esteem. When a child grows up without praise, encouragement, compliments, affectionate embraces, when a child grows up with no emotional support, he arrives, listen to this, at adulthood with this low self-esteem now. And now he's got to try and survive in school. Now he's got to try and survive when he grows up even in the workplace. And he gets to high school and he's pummeled over by these certain people who are trying to be cool. And all now he's got this low self-esteem. Self-esteem. And school is incredibly hard for a teenager. Man, I was one of those uh, cruel kids mocking these young teenage boys. Teasing them. If I could just say to my old self, shame on you, Bob. Not knowing what these kids are going through. These kids who are shy, having this low self-esteem, trying to fit in. Man, I could just go by them and try and be their friend now. Try and show them, hey, listen, you don't have to you know, be the cool guy anymore. You don't have to try and be the cool kid. And as we move through life, we become more and more indoctrinated with the worldly philosophy that our worth 
is determined by what we have achieved in life. Our worth is what we do in front of other people. Listen, don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with feeling good about accomplishments. The challenge is this. Don't let them become the standards that determine your worth. Let me say that again. The challenge is don't let them become the standards that determine your worth. If your achievements determine your value, what will you do when you lose it? When you lose your job, when you become ill, when you retire? Listen, when you lose all that, you'll become depressed. And so Jesus died for human beings created in the very image of God. John 3:16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Your self-esteem is the final analysis. It's the result of what you choose to think and believe about yourself. You have the power within you to control your thoughts. You have the power to control your feelings. So let's talk about the Bible and self-esteem today. God's word presents life as life is. It doesn't try to cover up weaknesses of its heroes. The Bible gives many accounts of outstanding leaders wrestling with this very thing, low self-esteem, the man in the mirror. Think about Moses, Exodus chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, a story when God begins to call Moses out. He's, he's like, you know what, he's, he's unsure what to do. He offers numbers of excuses to God for not being ready to respond. And Moses lacked this confidence. Think about Gideon in uh, Judges chapter 6 verse 12. He's viewed as a mighty man of valor. When God called him for a mighty mission, he tried, listen to this, he tried to get out of it by simply saying, you know what, I come from a poor family. He felt inadequate for the job. Jeremiah, one of the great prophets of God, he replied uh, to God's call with these words in Jeremiah 1 verse 6, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. Jeremiah was expressing how this low estimate of his worth as a servant of God. And these are these characters in the Bible. Think about Amaziah. He told Amos to leave and flee to Judah. Amos responded by saying, I was not a prophet, neither was I a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a gatherer of sycamore fruit. You find it in Amos chapter 7 verse 14. And these four characters in the Bible give us four examples of uh, people who suffered with low self-esteem. And I want you to give us some, some clues here. God doesn't value His creation as man value it. He sees the worth of every person. And I want to say to you tonight, you have worth and God gave it to you. God gives us sound basis for proper self-esteem. The first reason is this. It's bound up in the truth that we are created in the very image of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He made you in his image. And I love this quote. Someone said this, I am somebody because God doesn't make no junk. You know what? You were created on purpose, for a purpose. God created you. Man stands, listen to this, at the height of his creation. Another reason for proper self-esteem is the fact that God loves us. Amen. This love motivated him to give his son for our salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world that he might condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Romans 5 verse 6 says this, for while we were still helpless, at the appointed moment Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7, for rarely will someone die for a just person. Though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. Verse 8, but God proves his own love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9 says, much more than since we have now been declared righteousness by his blood, we will be saved through him from, from wrath. Verse 10, for if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, then how much more having been reconciled Will we be saved by his life? You know, a third reason that should raise your self-esteem is the price that Christ paid for our redemption. Peter reminds us in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 through to 19, For you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life, inherited from the fathers, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without defect or blemish. You know, these things, the Word of God begins to shape us and say, you know what, we're not like the world. You know what, we're not getting our worth from the world or from other people, but it's from the Word of God and it's from Christ Himself. Revelations chapter 1 verse 5, And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has set us free from our sins by his blood. Listen, you're so valuable that nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ can atone for your very soul. This is the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of the very Son of God. And James, in the book of James chapter 2, it raises our self-esteem, reminding us that we are heirs of the kingdom. Amen. We are heirs of the kingdom. That makes us joint heirs with Christ that we will inherit together. That you know what, we don't have to live for this temporal world anymore. That you know what, we don't have to live for the likes of so many people of this world. But before eternity is where we place our worth. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Man, every Christian, you're here in this place. You have something to contribute to this church. You're essential to the progress of the Beanley Potter's House Christian Church. You play a vital role in this congregation. Don't let anyone tell you so. That you play a very vital role in this congregation. Jesus tells us through the writing of John that God so esteems his saints. In Revelations chapter 3, verse 21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So three things. Number one, God has placed a high value upon you as a person created in his image. Number two, remember he has invested the blood of his son to secure your eternal redemption. Number three, these eternal truths should establish your worth in your own mind. Remember that your worth is not determined by your success or approvals in life other than God himself. 
Don't let anyone else take charge of your life. You're in control of your action. And I want to say, you know, don't be too uh, you know, impatient or too hard on yourself. God is not finished with you yet. Sometimes we can look in the mirror and think, oh, man, I should be better by now. Man, we look in the mirror and say, man, I wish I could be, I should be further down the road. You know, we're all a work in progress. Can you say amen? Let's continue to find our worth in Christ, not with anyone else or with the words of other people. Amen. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Amen.